You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. And welcome to another episode of Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast Remote Edition. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We got Seth to Zoom. <laughs> you guys remember that show? No. Zoom? Yeah. 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 Wasn't it like PBS? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember much about it. It wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. Bunch of kids jumping around. I just remember the, the name of it. It was bright. Is that where Zumba came from? Uh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Those are the origins of Zumba. So we are now three official Zumba instructors, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of this. <laughs> the magic's back, guys. I feel it. <laughs> so, without our yeah, laugh we... Track. What's that? We're not as good without our laugh track. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't noticed by now, we are... In our three separate homes, recording remotely via the Zoom app, so the audio is not going to be a little bit as crisp. We're going to be a slight delay when I say something funny, and then they'll it'll take them a second to laugh. Like it's normally instantaneous, but <laughs> see, they're not laughing. It took them a while. See, it took. See how long it took them to laugh, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> there it goes. Okay. So, is everybody feeling good? Feeling healthy? Sure. Still here. Okay. <laughs> well, there's the personal anecdotes. Yeah, I mean, way. <laughs> not not much has happened in in the week since we've done this. Uh, at least in my house. Did the neighbor come over and try to shake your hand yet? No. Which neighbor? The, the, the crazy lawn mowing neighbor on my right. Oh no! Yeah. Uh-uh. They came he over. Came- and- he went next to the house in between us and started banging on their door a few days ago. Like he knocked for a, an uncomfortably long time. I was like, they're not home. As I was like, go away. Then the next day he came and knocked on my door. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I opened up the door and he uh, holds his hand into my house, like trying to shake my hand. And I just looked at him like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, what do you want? And then he like, I think he's just out of his mind. He wanted to give some Nick some. He wanted to talk to Nick because he knew I, I wasn't gonna shake his hand or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, no. What do you want? He's like, I got some basketball hoop for little kids that maybe Nick's nephews want. I'm like, Nick doesn't have any nephews. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then he was just. Then he wanted like hit elbows. I was like. No, no, I, I, <laughs> where this is a quarantine, go away. <laughs> it was great. It's definitely weird that people know you're home. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't make an excuse, like, oh, you know, I've really got to be. Uh, no, no, I know where you are. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm off this weekend, I'm ready for some of this. Oh, home time! Everybody's talking about this is going to be great. 
Yeah. It's, Have you been it's... working extra hours or just your normal normal workload? Just normal, just normal work with, hmm. with a little extra spice. <laughs> You're not but... selling PPE on the black market, are you? <laughs> no, I w- I came find enough PPE. <laughs> uh, we don't. <clears throat> there isn't just tons going around for everybody. I'll, I'll I've know. heard it's disappearing from trucks, so I th- I didn't know if you had some kind of scheme cooking. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's all me. <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, Cliff and I have been off work for a while. Cliff has a little bit of working from home to do. I have zero so yeah yeah i'm still to talk about in the pop culture world right yeah you would think that um i'd be watching like we were talking about that last week a little bit like i'd be watching more than i really am like i have all the time in the world but uh, essentially but i don't know i can only watch so much tv anything i watch i'm super uncomfortable with because everybody's touching and getting real close and talking in the same room. And it's just, I'm like, get away from each other. Stop it. Yeah. It's definitely odd how, how much you notice now that the world is different. All right. What do we watch? (laughs) Oh, who knows? Whatever category. It doesn't matter. Let's just go. We'll just go off the cuff. Okay, well, I uh, I was just saying that I watched the season finale the other night of Schitt's Creek, the uh, Eugene and Dan Levy uh, series. It's season finale or series? Series finale. Series. The truth is that I'm really going to miss you. I'm going to miss you as well. Their plan is to move to New York. I think I'll miss you most of all. I love you, Ted. I love you, too. As lucky as I feel to have met David, I also feel incredibly lucky to be joining your family. My family and I have been staying in a motel for the past three years, and I wouldn't trade our stay there for anything. Yeah, so um, it's a really popular show right now, really big. I have a hot take. A hot take? (laughs) Yes. I... I believe that that show is good, but I don't want to watch it because I hate the name of the show. <laughs> it's a huge turnoff, and really? I think they really blew it by naming it Shit's Creek. I bet that a lot of people don't want to watch it. Just Something because- about I just, the name is just not good. I think um, when it originally came out, that we started watching it, we watched it because we were intrigued by the name. It just, I'm, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Well, uh, if you don't know, this has been, it's been six seasons. It's Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, his son, his, uh, Eugene's son, Catherine O'Hara, and uh, they're a big, rich family. They get scammed out of their money by like a business manager. And um, the only thing they're left with is they, as a joke that at one point they bought this podunk small little town. So they move there, live in a hotel. Um, and then it's of course, you know, it's, it's a sitcom. So there's zany 
characters um, along the way of all sorts, including themselves. They are all nuts. But this was the season finale. Um, it was, it was kind of sweet. It was, it was uh, Dan Levy plays David Rose, and it was his wedding. He he was getting married to Patrick, um, his business partner at one time. Uh, well, I mean they are. They opened a store, and Patrick kind of came along and was a very likable uh, character, um, very much kind of the opposite of, of David, who is a bit more flamboyant, I guess. Um, but, uh, David's very down to earth, uh, Patrick's very down to earth and David's, you know, spoiled rich kid, um, type of thing, but, it, but it wrapped up everything very, very nicely. Um, the entire story, I, so many times these, these series finales kind of let me down, but I, I thought this one was pretty good. It had one great moment, um, that I'll spoil. During the the wedding, the wedding, Catherine O'Hara's character Moira, um, she has all these. She she's an actress, kind of a has been actress. She speaks with this not really transatlantic old timey accent. She just kind of made it up on her own. That's transatlantic is probably the closest description to it. But she, and she she always wears all these crazy wigs, but. Um, she is the, much like Michael K. Easton, is the officiant of the wedding. And she comes out dressed like a pope. And she has the big hat on, all trimmed in gold, gold gloves, and like a, a platinum blonde wig. And uh, comes walking down the aisle. It, it was a, Like the pope? Yeah, like the pope. So uh, expect a few. It, it, if they're this coming Halloween happens and we're not still quarantined um expect to see a lot of tiger king costumes and expect to see a lot of moira rose wedding officiant costumes i'm calling it right now <laughs> so, i'll take that bet yeah i'm I'm telling you it's gonna happen <laughs> i know i see a lot of gifts and a lot of memes based around the show so i know it has the fans yeah, on uh, on the Pop Network, and I think you can also stream it on Netflix. So, if you have Hulu, we also had the the series finale of a long running show, Modern Family. And action! I never expected I was going to be part of something this special. First, a final look back. This is the end of an era for us. <laughs> then. The final episode. I'm going to set an example and be the first one to let go. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> the Modern Family two-hour series finale event, Wednesday on ABC. Yeah, I just watched it. Which I I never was... I didn't watch it religiously, but I watched here and there through a lot of the seasons. I haven't watched much lately, but I wanted to watch the last one at least, just to see where it ended up. Yeah, I think this is a. I think it'll be well remembered as a show. Um, it's a very popular show. I think it'll be one of those when people think about that era of television. That'll be one of the top shows from them. It was on over ten years. I mean, and it. I mean, how would you describe what they did? Like when they when that started a decade ago. It seemed like a groundbreaking way to make a show and everybody like fell in love with it. And then after about 
six years, it no longer seemed as you know fresh anymore. They kept doing the same thing, but something was missing. It feels like it just hasn't been as good the second half of the series. Yeah, I and, mean, and, and I don't that, know what happened? That's what happens with a lot of television shows, especially the family sitcoms. As the kids get older, I think people. I don't know. They're just not as cute as they were when they were small. And, and, and yeah, the kids, a couple of them never grew into great actors either. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And when you you're get away with that with a cute little 10 year old, but right. when they're and not a great actor. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was one of the first like mockumentary style shows um, that, that had come along and it was, it brought a new, perspective to the traditional sitcom and you had one traditional family, two untraditional families. And, you know, I think it was just a, it was a sign of the times. It was very mainstream for a lot of folks that probably, probably previously would not have watched a show about two gay men raising a daughter or, um, uh, an older, an older guy, marrying an immigrant with a son, you know, that type of stuff. But, but it was funny for a long time. I, I still don't, I still think it's funny. It's not like you said, it's not as good as it. But yeah. And you said it was a ratings juggernaut. It won Emmys every year and then it just stopped. So, you know, there's, you, you can either go, you can go on forever. You can, you can burn bright or you can burn a long time, but I don't know. You gotta kind of trade one for the other. Yeah. And I think, I don't think there was like a moment, as we say that burned down Arnold so much. I mean, uh, thank I mean, you for updating your, your, your idioms. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it just chugged along. It did what it did. It just, you know, it never really changed a whole lot for me. So. Hey, remember I said I would never have time to, to watch the second season of cloak and dagger. Oh, yeah i had all 10 episodes on my dvr i'm like i will never get to this it'll never happen well this week it happened i think it's streaming now on the disney app right i think so disney plus i think it's one of the marvel shows they put over there i really like the first season the marvel teen heroes uh it was on the not the family channel whatever the family Uh, channel freeform freeform and it had some naughty language and some uh, mm-hmm. some mature themes for, for Freeform. But, yeah, the first season was very strong. The second season was not. Um, it had a villain. I believe his name was Despair, if, he, if the actual version of the Marvel villain. But I think they've done a kind of a different thing. And he, like, fed on negative emotions and, and despair. <clears throat> so, like... There was all these dream sequences. There was a whole episode that was just like alternate realities of, oh, if she'd only taken this path, this might have happened. And it was like like half the season was, this is not really happening. It's all in your head. And like that kind of storytelling just bores me because it's not quote unquote real. It's not actually happening. But there are some good, some good moments. I, I like the two characters. Uh, it's fine to stop where it did. I don't know that we need it anymore. I think they're supposed to cross over with the runaways at some point. I don't yeah. know if that was still on the table. I, I, well, it got 
canned after season two, right? Cloak and Dagger. Right. Yeah. And then the Runaways is done too. I, I never went back and, and finished Runaways uh, or, or Cloak and, Cloak and Dagger. Um, for whatever reason that I couldn't, I liked the first season of Cloak and Dagger. I thought it was good. I liked the da- dynamic they had with, between the two actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I thought the special effects and everything, they were fine. I mean, they were better probably than I, than I expected. Yeah. Um, definitely better like, than Mark, like your agents of shield or any of that. Cliff, you, you know, when the runaways, uh, Arnold's burning down was right. Oh yeah, it was pushing that truck down that hole. I went down the hole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But but the sad thing was that was the only thing that ever happened on that show. <laughs> so yeah, I watched um, or I have been watching. I'm not finished yet, but I started watching a show called The Food That Made America. It's a, uh, I think it's on History Channel, but it um, it features uh, stories about, you know, the founders of Heinz Ketchup and Coca-Cola, um, Kellogg's that Cereal. That vaguely sounds like actual history. Yeah, it's weird. There's no aliens. Usually aliens and it's, yeah, there's very little history on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, every every once in a while I find, I find a gem. Um, but yeah, uh, these Titans of industry and around the turn of the century and, uh, how they got their company started, things like that drama in between family members and, uh, ultimately, you know, what happened or whatnot. I've watched, I think there's three episodes. I've watched two so far and, uh, it's pretty good. I like that. I like these history shows. It's very Production wise, it's very similar to that Washington show or docu series I watched not too long ago. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it though. It's it's very interesting. Hershey's and Mars and all these companies and you know that were founded by just regular people. A lot of times, very poor people. So it's pretty interesting. Definitely check it out if you like, you know, history that doesn't have aliens in it. Well, I don't. You guys heard of Dave? Sometimes I feel like people own me as this larger-than-life icon. But I'm just a normal guy. Hi. Hello. I'm Dave. You might know me as Lil Dicky. But there's a lot more to me. Don't you want to know who I am? Do you want to meet the guy behind the guy? Do you want to know what the industry is like? What a strange life I have. Got me tripping like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, you're a rapper? Oh, no. Bound movements looking like Dip and Dice. Probably because I don't eat fruits and vegetables. Approached by aggressive white man on the regular. I got to record with a neck pillow on my neck because the ergonomics on my desk ain't right. My nose gets stuffed every night. I'm fidgety. I'm fidgety. I twitch. I'm fidgety. I'm venerotic. Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day. But I think it's time you knew me by my government name. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm Lil Diggy. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. Please watch. Please. I'm Lil Diggy. No, shut up. I am Dave. Please watch. Hi, I'm Dave. On Hulu? <laughs> I'm Dave. Dave's not here, That great. I love it. I was not going to watch it. I didn't need another show. But I just had the whenever the, when they played the pilot at one point, and I was it, I had just tuned in right when it started. I'm like oh, I'll watch it for five minutes, and now I've seen every episode. 
I don't know what that's that is. A, it's a, it's Dave Bird. That's his real name and his name on the show. I think he, he's a rapper. Okay, called, that's called what Little I, Dicky. Yeah, get your picture taken. He goes, I guess. What? It's it was it's just funny. He's like neurotic, and he you know he's the first episode you know catches you off guard because he just acts like a idiot most of the time and at the end he, he actually raps and you're like hey he's not bad you know and that, that's like the whole show it's like wow he actually has some talent is he actually an actor or is he a rapper yeah <laughs> I, don't I think know. he's playing a loosely you know a loose version of himself because every episode has had I don't want to say famous but like there's, wow that's this guy, I was like, it's rappers I've never heard of, but they have a following in that in that community. But you know, they haven't had any huge stars, but it's people people know apparently. So I should watch uh, it. Oh yeah, oh. or not? I, no, I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a cliff kind of shit. Yeah, now that I think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, the I, I've seen the. I've seen the little the artwork for it that pops up on my Hulu, so I, mean, I was like, mm, I don't know. It's pretty silly. Yeah. Then there was a, a very solid episode. One of his friends is dealing with mental health issues, and that it got that serious for one. So that that one was really strong. Yeah, that. Speaking of that, they did a similar thing um, on Ozark. Did, did either of you guys watch Ozark? I am currently watching Ozark. Okay. How far are you? Um, we are on season two. I think like episode four, maybe. I'm not. Sh- I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I um, Alicia's been watching it since she's been home, and um, I've watched most of the episodes with her, but I I've missed bits and pieces here and there, but. Yeah, well, I know we're in season two. I like, I like it for the most part. I I've watched season three when it came out a couple weeks ago, and it's still good. It's not the greatest show ever, but it's it's worth keeping up on. Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely a different take for Jason Bateman. Yeah, he's still always Jason Bateman, though. He, he yeah, <laughs> it's just that it it's just. And a way for him to be like, try to play straight laced, but do these abominable things, you know. Yeah, and he's the Good. director of the, of most of the episodes. I, I I don't know. I know he did some, but I don't know about most. Okay. Laura Lenny's good. I think that's her name. And the second season's very female centric. Like they, it's kind of like the the girls in the show are taking over mm-hmm. the power and things. Uh, you know, it's, it's good. This, this season's, you know, it's, it's pretty good. Also the, there's a new character in the third season that has some, you know, mental problems also, um, like Jordan was saying and Dave and, and it was, you know, they, ha- they had to handle it well. Cause you don't want to ever make a, you know, problem like that into make, a reason someone is evil or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So you have to, they handled it delicately and still made it really interesting. And I, I think you'll enjoy that. That actor was really good. Um, Yeah. I thought I, I like Ozark. Where did you fallen on 
dispatches from elsewhere. I quit watching. I have no idea what that is. We have unlimited minutes. Oh, we do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I wasn't... Yeah, I quit watching dispatches from elsewhere. I have stuck with it. It it completely lost me. I'm not... I can't even explain why. We talked about the first, like, maybe three episodes. The first one was intriguing. This is the Jason Siegel show. Oh, okay. Um, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based loosely on a real event of people, uh, you know, alternate reality sort of game, uh, heightened reality, where they were seeking clues, and they were two different factions, and they didn't know whether it was real or not. Um, So, yeah, the first episode was intriguing. The second episode, more so. The third episode uh, highlighted Sally Field and blew me away because you, you sometimes forget like there is a difference between like you know the good TV actors and then like someone like Sally Field who is like just on a whole other level and you know not not to not to bash Jason Segel or anything but like he's not he's not going to win an Academy Award ever you know but Sally Field has been there done that um. Yeah, so she just had a heartbreaking episode all to herself. And I think it was the one right after that they kind of introduced the girl they've been searching for. And, like, I immediately lost interest. I was like, it it didn't get bad, but it just became uninteresting. So there's been a couple more since then, and I'm just – everyone has lost me a little bit more. So I, I was hoping it was over at eight. I hope it's not ten episodes long. <laughs> Sounds like I didn't miss anything. Yeah. I'm did uh, hope. It's dwindling. <laughs> do, do you guys have you have Hulu right now? Yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. that's, it sounded that way. Did you watch any uh, Little Fires everywhere? The Reese Witherspoon and uh, I thought and Carrie Washington. I thought maybe you you might watch it since you did like Big Little Lies. It kind of gives yeah, that I, same. I haven't vibe. had time to watch everything yeah i watched some stuff on there but not that yet yeah let's just started watching it she, i think she's watching it right now i actually out in the living room um but it's pretty good reese witherspoon of course is you know she's always good and uh carrie washington's very good it's uh she's uh plays this you know reese is the the rich mom um that lives in the big house with the big uh the big family a bunch of teen a uh, couple teenagers and Carrie Washington plays a woman that comes to town who becomes her maid who also she has a also has a daughter who's you know I don't know the actress's name that plays her daughter but she's very good in it and um she befriends the other Reese Reese's children some other characters and then um, we find out that, you know, the struggle that Carrie Washington's going through, she seems like this great character, but then you kind of find out later on that, um, she's done some bad stuff too. And, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, my wife really likes it. She's, that's her, kind of her show. So it's, like, it's like big little lies with some race and class stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it is, but yeah, there's a little bit more to it there. There's some, uh, there's some baby stealing going on. So 
That's pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it too bad because it's yeah, still going. So, um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, we we I don't think we ever talked about that last episode of This Is Us from a few weeks ago. Did you watch just the season finale? Worst day that ever happened to me is the day you came into my life, Cliff. The day that they brought you home from the hospital. You know what, Kev? I'm not going to walk away from this. Randall, please. You think you I know what's best for her because now. you spent a day with her? Because you took her to a movie premiere? I think I know what's best for her because she told us, Randall, oh, and you Randall, took that man. from her. How dare you waltz in here after 40 years? How dare you? Oh. No, no, no. How dare I what? How dare you pretend that you give a rat's ass about what anybody else wants other than you? You want mom to spend more time with the family because you want to spend more time with her. You want mom to decide with you. You, you, you. Are you kidding me right now? This is about me? Huh? This isn't about me, Randall. This is about you. It's not about mom. It's about you wanting to save mom. You have no That's idea. what this is you about. You have no idea what you're talking about, Kevin. You have no idea what it means to actually take care of oh, people. Oh, yes. Oh, exactly. Because I left, right? Because I left and you stayed and played martyr. I stayed and I took care of our family, well, man. Well, you did a good job taking care of dad, didn't you? And what the hell is that supposed to you mean? You want to do this now? Please. You want to do this now? Finally, all after means. all these years, let's do it. You know, this whole narrative that you keep spinning, this narrative that you took care of the family, where did the hell did that come from? Huh? Because all I know is if I had been there, mm-hmm. I would have walked through literal fire and I would have pulled that man out. Hmm. Well, Kev, I guess we'll never know because you weren't there. And he died ashamed of you. I think, I think that's the part that really gets you, isn't it? The shame that he felt for you and the pride that he felt for me. I mean, you're not even chasing dad's shadow, Kevin. You're chasing mine. But you'll never be him, and you'll never be me, because you'll never know what it's like to devote yourself to anyone other than yourself. And you'll pretend, but it'll just be a performance. A tired, stale performance, like all of your performances. You know, I used to think the worst thing that happened to me was the day that Dad died. day they brought you home hand to god randall the worst thing that ever happened to me was the day they brought you home yeah what did, <laughs> what what did you think of those last couple episodes what did you like the alternate universe one yeah yeah i, I thought always, it, was, always, yeah. it wasn't the direction i thought it was gonna go but but no, I, I thought it was it, it, I don't remember real clear what happened, but I, I just remember them having their fight at the end, the brothers being so mean to each other. And I was just like, yeah, oh, they really went there. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So that wrapped up. They didn't have that many episodes this year. I think there were no, only 18. It'll probably be a long time before you get another one now. Yeah. Yeah cherish those rebrands i guess that's why i'm not too in big a hurry to watch everything right now because eventually gonna run out of stuff well i actually you know it doesn't feel like i've watched that much but as i I started writing some stuff down today i was like boy i better i better figure out something for tonight and i started writing more and more down and i was like well maybe i kind of have been watching stuff but a lot of it's older stuff like jordan like you were saying with with the uh, Marvel show, I've, I've kind of went back on some things and, and, and started watching them again or pick up where I left off because I lost interest and there's just nothing else for me to do right now. 
I watched uh, that show Devs on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's supposed That's to be really that, good. That Alex Garland that did Ex Machina and mm-hmm. what was the other one? Abomin. What was it? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. Ex Machina. Yeah, Arrival. Anyway, what did you say? Arrival. No. Yeah. Start with an A. Annihilation. Annihilation. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's like a you know futuristic show. You know where they're Nick Offerman mm-hmm. is on it. That's that one where he's got long hair. Yeah. Yeah. He's like works for some company that's working on some futuristic technology and they can like use all these algorithms to look into the past and the future and like see what happened, like actually see it supposedly. And it's really, I mean, it's supposed to be really deep. It's, it's very, it's got a real Westworld vibe to it. As far as like on Westworld, I remember the, them talking about in second season, I think about people, uh, about them being able to predict what humans could do. There's only so many different choices. Right. We make. Yeah. Uh, this is very much like that. Like they're one of those deals where like, you're going to do this tomorrow. No, I'm not. No way. And then it's like, well, you know, they're going to do it, you know? And so we're enjoying it. Nick and I are watching it. It's, we haven't watched the latest episode, but I think we'd watch six out of the seven that are out. Just Hulu, Hulu doesn't drop them off at the same time. They come out. No, it's coming out weekly. It's good. What do you think about Westworld season three? I have, I've only watched the first two episodes. I haven't seen the last two. I just haven't got to well, it. Well, that should speak volumes. Yep. That you're not in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> As what you used to, like, Sneak into people's houses to do a podcast. Yeah, you would like ambush them and make them do a podcast with you to, to make sure everything came out on time. Now you're like, eh, I'll get to it. Yeah, it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, I didn't dislike the first two episodes, but I'm again, I'm not like chomping at the bit. This most recent one, have you, are you caught up, Cliff? Yeah, I um, I think are there four? I think we're in yeah. four. Yeah, the most so. recent one was the first time I felt a little forward momentum and like, okay, now we're getting the to... yeah. It's a lot more Tessa Thompson than I expected. Yeah, which you know that's fine. I I like her so. Just but it neat. was just I was just not connecting to this recent season. It no, it, it wasn't holding. Long. Yeah, it wasn't holding my attention at all. I was watching it out of obligation. I checked out that high fidelity that you said mm-hmm. you watched. Yeah, based on based on the great book and movie that you never heard of. And if you life. say so. Well, first I read the book years ago. Nick Hornby. He's written lots of things that have been made into movies about a boy, um, Juliet Naked. There's several. Um, there was one with Aaron Paul. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, High Fidelity was a great book and the great movie with John Cusack and Jack Black and all that. And I, I've made it about two thirds of the way through the series and it just annoys me because they're not the right people. And I don't know, just, 
It's like a weird lady. Yeah. It's not a a remake. It's a reboot. (laughs) Yeah, but they're all... I mean, she's even named Rob. Yeah. (laughs) And the one girl's trying to be like Jack Black's character and is not pulling it off. So this other girl was trying to be Catherine Zeta Jones and she's not pulling it off. See, just, you'd like it. You'd, not gonna... you'd like it a lot more if, if you hadn't read the book and saw the original movie. I don't know. So Cliff, you, you have no idea what it is. So you'll love it. See, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. No frame of reference. It's <laughs> the best frame of reference. That's right. I mean, they're saying they're doing like all kinds of stuff straight from the thing. It's like, Straight quotes and everything just delivered worse. <laughs> if you like straight quotes delivered worse, <laughs> you'll love Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, what's happening? You guys want caught up? Yes, yeah. let's hear it. This is it. All right. Well, we have extra time because we only did a couple minutes on This Is Us. That's right. <laughs> So there were supposed to be 16 episodes this season, but we've stopped at 15. 16 was not finished yet. So as we record tonight, 16 should have been on this weekend, but they didn't have it on Easter weekend, strangely enough. Um, oh, hold on, my Zoom. Uh-oh. I can't, I can't balance my Zoom. Okay, so we left off episode 10 of this season um uh, uh let's see where are we oh beta and alpha and the 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 whisperers are causing trouble so daryl fights alpha see this uh, the main problem with the show is i never know where anything's going on so I can tell you, oh, they were out. She was, you know, they the the whispers have this giant horde of zombies, and it's always just walking around somewhere. I can't exactly tell you where, but uh, so Daryl fights Alpha, and he gets a knife in the leg, and uh, he wounds her as well. So they're both like laying around on the floor, both horribly wounded, when zombies start coming in. So he has to basically pull the knife out of his leg to kill the other zombies. Very tense scene. Um, and we learned that the whispers were digging tunnels somewhere, but we had no idea where or what they were doing till Beta went through the tunnels and like came up inside the town. And I assume it was I don't know if it was Hilltop Alexandria. Again, I don't know where, I don't know where anything is taking place, but he kind of snuck into town on the cover of darkness and was going from house to house murdering people. And then, like, letting them turn into zombies overnight. So when everybody woke up the next morning, there's a bunch of zombies running around. So, again, like, a good scene, but hampered by not knowing, not having any context of what's happening or to who. Like, he's in somebody's house. You don't know whether it's just a rando or if it's somebody important. But uh, at that point, Lydia, who was Alpha's daughter who had been living with him, rejects Alpha and rescues Daryl. So she finally... She shows what side that she is on, and it's not the whispers. So in the next episode, Alpha brings – she's, you know, who cares? My daughter can die. Everybody can die. She's going to take the horde straight to Hilltop. 
And if you remember, Negan had joined the Whisperers. So Negan finally gets a mask. He finally gets the, the dead the dead zombie mask. Doesn't that sound itchy? Just it like... sounds horrible. Um, it's topical. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, it, it was weird reading it in the comics. Like, how would this even work? Some dried, leathery mask, and why would zombies not smell you or whatever? Like, it's even worse on the live action. Like, it, it makes no sense how this would ever fool a zombie, but take a grain of salt. Uh, so, yeah, they're closing in on Hilltop. They, the Hilltop sets up an electric fence. They, like, strung wires and, like, electrocuted a bunch of the zombies. And that was a cool scene. So I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the good stuff. Yeah. They, they electrified a bunch of zombies in a cool thing. Um, but the Whisperers had been collecting sap from a bunch of trees. So they filled these weird, like, they made sap bombs and threw them and lit it all on fire. So everyone was sticky with sap. So the zombies start catching fire, and then the wall to hilltop behind them gets caught on fire. So everyone who was out fighting the horde is trapped between flaming zombies and a, a flaming wall they can't get back. Is is sap, like, highly flammable? It apparently is. I <laughs> didn't know that. There's nothing worse than being on fire and sticky. Yeah. Oh, man. You I can't, remember, you know, it's like, ah, I can't get it off. I remember when I was a kid making them Sapatov cocktails. <laughs> hey, you, use what you got. <laughs> um, Eugene had been on the radio. I light my pancakes on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pancakes flambe. <laughs> Episode title. Uh, so Eugene had been on the radio with a lady and they were never going to tell each other where they were because they couldn't trust each other. But he opens up to her. Her name is Stephanie. And she says, meet me in Charleston, West Virginia. So wherever her group is, is just south of us in Charleston, West Virginia. I thought it was Pittsburgh. Uh, in the comic. In the comic, but not here. Oh, yeah. Probably cheaper to shoot <laughs> Charleston. Um, and they also did a Stranger Things style day duet of Iron Maiden's When the Wild Wind Blows. Heard what they said on the news today. Have you heard what is coming to us all? That the world as we know it will be coming to an end. Have you heard? Have you heard? He sees them in the distance when the darkened clouds roll. He could feel tension in the atmosphere. He would look in the mirror, see an old man now. It was Henry's. Doesn't matter, they survived somehow. They said there's nothing can be done about the situation. Daito? Come in, Daito. They said there's nothing you can do at all. To sit and wait around for something to occur. Did you know? Did you know? So Eugene and Stephanie... 
karaoke to Iron Maiden to prove their love to each other. It was just as silly as it was when it happened in Stranger Things. As he stares across the garden looking at the meadows Wonders if they'll ever grow again Desperation of the situation getting graver Getting ready when the wild wind blows <laughs> Told you to just sing it. Okay, so the next episode starts. We got Flaming Walkers in the Battle of Hilltop. Um, Beta kills Gamma, who was Thora Birch. We didn't quite know which side she was on, but he didn't trust her anymore, so he killed her. And in that battle, his mask gets torn, and someone recognizes him. So we've had these hints of, is Beta someone famous? Is someone people know? But somebody recognizes him. Um, and in this fight... If you remember, many episodes ago, the cave collapsed and people were trapped inside. Sure. Well, the people who were trapped inside just showed up. Like, hey, we're back. There was never one scene of them either being rescued or escaping, but hey, they're back. Um, so Negan, uh, he's gained Alpha's trust. He's out there herding the walkers, okay? He's, like, helping get more walkers involved into this horde. Well, he sees Lydia and he captures her and uses her as bait to bring Alpha in. He's like, I've got your daughter. Come, come get her. You can do whatever you want with her. And in a long convoluted way, he gets Alpha to come in. Check this out. Oh, Negan kills Alpha. Knife to the throat. Ooh. So Negan has been with this group for weeks Right. And has yeah. to come up with a giant convoluted way to kill this woman he could have done in his sleep. But hey, he finally did it. So he cuts an Alpha's head off, puts it in a bag, and at the end of the episode he walks over to Carol and hands it to her. And Carol says, What took you so long? So we learn Carol and Negan had a plan going. She that's, knew Negan was gonna join the whole That's why he left his socks on so he could get away faster. <laughs> But they kept sticking to the floor because they gave him a sticky maple. <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode, they stopped all of that and did a Michonne solo story because we hadn't seen much of Michonne. This was her final episode. She's leaving the show. So this was her. It was it was odd. Um, she it starts. Like the cold open, you see Andrea from the first time Michonne showed up with the two walkers behind her and the hood yeah. up. You see Andrea, who died many seasons ago. She's like, help me, help me. And Michonne turns around and walks away, which in the actual show, she saved her life and then joined Rick's group and became all this stuff. So we learn she, she's been hanging out with this guy, Virgil, and it made no sense. He, he drugged her and, and trapped her and locked her in a room. And she started having weird, trippy hallucinations. So half the episode is her, like, what could have been. So we learned, like, if she left Andrea to die right then, she went on her own way. Well, she fell in with Negan and the Savior. So it started cutting in scenes from older episodes, but Forrest Gumping Michonne into them were like, if she, when Negan has them all on their knees and is going to kill Glenn. I got to like, tell you, I... I like what you're describing, but I don't like you the name. It's like Shit's Creek. I don't like you calling it Forrest Gumping. 
for these yeah, alternate yeah. timelines. Yeah, they just have Michonne standing. It's just that they don't alter the scene in any way. She's just kind of there. <laughs> you can tell they've kind of cut in. They didn't refilm anything except her scene. <laughs> she, so, I drank about 12 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> You have to go pay. Um, so I, I was, again, it was an interesting concept where Michonne, where Michonne would have ended up without this group, and you know, we if she was with the Saviors, would we view that? Because it's they say, oh, Rick and his group came in and killed a bunch of us in our sleep, and like when that happened, when we were watching it, well, they're the villains, but you know, were they really the villains? Who knows? But it was just it was a messy episode. It made no sense what was going on. <clears throat> um, but she finds Rick's boots. And she knows they're Rick's boots. Like, how, who, where'd you get these boots? Whose boots are these? So she, she's sure Rick is alive because those are the boots he left in. So she basically radios the kids. She's like, well, I'm on my way home. But my, I think I found your dad's boots. And the kid's like, well, get, go. Go find dad. So she abandons all her friends and her children to go find Rick. And... As she's leaving, she finds this huge convoy of people where there's like thousands of people walking through the forest. So Michonne's gone. Denai Guerrera is no longer on the show. So it was, it was an odd way to send her out. But apparently whenever Rick's story wraps back around or we ever get these movies that are supposed to be out, it was, we'll assume Michonne will be back involved. They better start with Rick's feet. And he's like, why, why did I leave my boots? Damn, I forgot my boots. <laughs> All right, so episode 14, we come back. We learn more about Carol's deal with Negan. Uh, basically, he's sick of sitting in prison. He wants to be a better man. He feels regret for the things he did. And she promised, like, basically, she would vouch for him. Like, he helped us. He should be part of us. Um. But then Carol has to split on her own mission. So no one else but Carol knows Negan was supposed to be helping. So they all think he's a traitor who left them. So he's basically between a rock and a hard place. Um, so these other whisperers come up to him and are like, hey, you killed Alpha. He's like, uh-oh. He's like, well, that makes you the new Alpha. So they want they want Negan to lead the whisperer. So, of course, you know, Dar- they have Daryl uh, prisoner. So Daryl's like, oh, I knew you would just do this. You know, though you get people to bow for you, and that's so he kills the whispers to prove to Daryl he doesn't want to be the whisperer. So he killed so now Daryl. There's only a handful there, but uh, so now Daryl and Negan have this you know macho what he and Rick had. They have like a macho bro understanding that that Negan's all right again. Um. So Beta had been carrying around Alpha's head, listening to it. He thought it was talking to him because Beta went off the deep end when Alpha died. So he just was like walking around listening to the head and killing anyone who asked him why he was doing that. And he goes he goes up into like a an apartment somewhere. There's a bunch of records, and we see his face on one of the record sleeves and learn he was he's a famous singer. So that's why people were recognizing him or his voice was familiar. So. Uh, I didn't write down his name, but he's not a real life. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, in this universe, he's a very famous singer. Um, so then he gets back on track and realizes he needs to be in charge. 
So he fixes the mask that tore. He he uses some of Alpha's face to fix his own mask. So he's now wearing part of Alpha's face on his face. <laughs> in an interesting twist. And we jump at the end of that one. We jump to Eugene and a couple of his people are on this trip to meet Stephanie. And they instead they meet the princess. <gasps> what? Oh. Who are you? What do you want? Excuse me? You guys were the ones calling out and making a racket. I thought you needed help, but now you're acting like I'm the one causing a problem here. Damn, I haven't seen anyone in over a year, and the first ones I find seem like a bunch of meanies. You just caught us off guard. We didn't know if you were attacking. Seriously, if I wanted to attack, I'd hold the gun like this. But the dangerous part pointed at you. See, that's for attacking. The other way, that's for hello. So as we can all agree, I wasn't attacking. But now, now I'm not so sure. Maybe that's up to you. Are you gonna hurt me? Keep pointing the damn gun at us and you'll find out. No one has any intention of hurting you. We were just admiring your displays. Are they yours? Crap, sorry. Do you like them? Yeah, not many rotters left in the city, so I put these up as my decorations. Pain in the ass to put together, but they make the place feel more alive. Although, now that I've met actual live people again... Hold on. You guys are real, right? Is that supposed to be a joke? I don't know. I mean, I never hallucinated before, but there's a first time for everything. Uh, say something I wouldn't know, like, uh... What's the capital of Pennsylvania? Harrisburg. Did I know that? I think I knew that. Ha! Maybe I am hallucinating. Wow. So hey. the princess is here. If you ever read the comics, you will remember the princess. I've tried to forget. <laughs> We're talking about burning down Arnold's or pushing trucks in holes. I think the princess <laughs> might be where Walking Dead is. Pushing trucks through holes. Right. <laughs> so she is... Uh, and it was almost—I don't remember exactly word for word how the comic did it, but it seemed very similar. Even the dialogue she had, like very motor mouth, and she's not quite sure. Are you real? I've been alone a long time, so it's very much like ADD sort of uh, her talking a mile a minute and uh, having been left to her own devices for a long time, somewhere outside of Charleston. Um, so in episode fifteen. What became basically the season finale uh, was not was not built to be, but uh, Beta Beta leads the horde to the hilltop and it's completely empty, and we found out everybody abandoned it, and they went to this giant tower. It was a hospital. It was apparently in some previous season. Something happened at some hospital, and I didn't. I vaguely remembered it, but I couldn't tell you where it all happened. But it's some set we've seen before. But it was more decrepit and more falling down. So the, everyone is hiding in this hospital, but they don't. They can't hide for long. So the horde has completely surrounded it. They're on like you know the fifteenth floor of some hospital, and there are millions of zombies all the way around them. Is it the hospital that um, didn't they do a full season in a hospital like with? Um... Uh, what was that character? What was the girl's name? I remember Beth being. Yeah, there. Beth. Yeah, it's something to do with Beth. It's where she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all okay. I could remember it was her in a, like a hospital hallway somewhere. But yeah, it's that set, but you know, 
in a, in a, a few years worse for wear. Um, so Princess being dumb and Princess, he scares away the horses that these people were riding. So they're like, well, we got to get to Charleston. We got like a day to get to Charleston. He's like, oh, I got a ride. I'll get you some, I'll get you to my ride. I got wheels. So she walks him into a minefield and they're like, you dummy. Don't, why would you do that? She's like, oh, I forgot. I got a minefield here. So Princess immediately screws everything up, almost gets them all killed. But it leads them to a garage full of bicycles. She's like, hey, I said I had wheels, guys. It's like, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, Princess, you've done it again. <laughs> so they have a heart to heart, and like Eugene, it was actually kind of clever. Eugene's like, you know what? I, I lied to a bunch of people too to be their friend. And, you know, just because I, I didn't think I was worthy of this. So Eugene and her kind of connect in a way that, you know, uh, you can earn your place. We, you know, you can, you can start off with a bad first impression and lead us all into a minefield, but eventually <laughs> you can earn your way under our team. Wow. So that was how this season ended with them on their way. The, 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 a horde is surrounding the survivors and the other ones are on their way to a meeting. So now we're done. There are no new episodes until they, they finish filming and, and work on special effects. And they must have known it was a horrible ending because uh, Skype Hardwick and the after show, he's been Skyping people in the interview. Room. They showed a scene from the finale and they teased the return of Lauren Cohen. Maggie is coming back. So that was apparently going to be the big surprise of the finale and they're like mm-hmm. we got to keep people <laughs> hooked into interested the show. Yeah. So yeah they're like yeah uh maggie's coming back so please you have to come back because i promise maggie will be here so her show is no longer on the air that whiskey cavalier that she left to do is it just lasted one season <clears throat> so she's coming back to the show at some point to be determined in the future wow how do, how do you follow that <laughs> i don't know they need to, while they're waiting, they can get their bikes all souped up at Mr. Horton's. Oh, oh man. Um, Did you ever get into Clone Wars yet? Not yet. I haven't, I haven't got there yet. Okay, we'll save it's it. On my list. Uh, has anybody watched that uh, Spencer Confidential movie on Netflix a while back? Uh, came out. Uh, no one's held a gun to my head yet. So yeah. No. I, I felt the same way about it. I was like, I'm not watching that. Um, then it turned out my wife and, and I think Carly had already watched it. So I ended up like, well, Spencer confidential. It's on Netflix with Mark Wahlberg. It's been out for a little while now. It's been several, I don't know, maybe a month or so. Um, cause it's been a while since I watched it, but it, it's it, that one you were talking about with Eliza Schlesinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually, um, this is a Netflix movie that they, it was actually good enough. Like, Isn't I mean, it based on Spencer for Hire? I couldn't tell you. I, I remember so. Spencer for Hire being on and like, I assumed it was, but I don't think I ever watched Spencer for Hire. Yeah. But I, I, that would, cause in the TV show, he's a, he's like a, private investigator right goes around solve yeah I, I assume so but it was pretty good um he wasn't Wahlberg wasn't overly annoying in it 
Um, and <laughs> hey, that's that's sometimes that's as much as you can ask for <laughs> from that guy. That. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, overall, it, it, for a Netflix movie, it it was fine. Uh, I can't complain about it one bit. So, and it, I mean, you know, right? There's only so much out there to watch right now. Nothing new is coming out, so we we got to be, you know, we're just taking stuff in. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just you roll the dice and and see how it ends up. Speaking of rolling dice, great segue. I assume you saw the couple of posts I made. Nick and I embarked on a uh, little project to pass the time because he's not working right now. Yeah, we. He's never seen Band of Brothers, so we were excited to watch that because I was telling him it was really good. So we watched that, and we've been playing that war game, Memoir 44, a tabletop board game, reenacting the battles from, you know, those, yeah, you know, from the battles from history and that they cover in that show. How how did you decide which of you gets to be David Schwimmer? Yeah. yeah. Well, I decided. He is. (laughs) Yeah, he's he kept calling him Ross, of course. But um, it it's been a blast. We we we've been play, setting a new scenario up every day and playing it. Good time. Yeah, now's a good time to you know, like what I was just saying. I don't have to tear every, I don't have to tear everything down for the podcast. Well, uh, that's true. I, mean, I can't I can't have everybody over here for Dragon Age or anything. So we're just able to leave this set up and just. Reset yeah. things up every couple days. And yeah, I noticed you're you're sitting in my seat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sweet over here. <laughs> so yeah, a um, couple other little things. I went. We went back and finished season one of Pen Fifteen um, on Hulu, which was a show I started. Watched two or three episodes a while when it first came out. Um, and it did not hold my attention. It was just really, I couldn't get past the 35 year, 40 year old women, actresses, comedians playing, uh, 13 year old versions of themselves with, and the other, all the other kids were regular 13 year olds. It was just, it was weird. Um, but let's just start watching it. So I went back and, and we finished up season one and season two. It it's she liked it a lot more than I did. I think it was more relatable for her, but it, but it was definitely a lot. Um, it was a lot better the second go around with it and finishing it up. Um, it, it kind of, I got used to that visual, um, with them in that situation as the show went on. So, and then, um, a new show just came out on Disney plus called be our chef that, um, has, two or three episodes out right now. And it's a, uh, it's like a, it's a cooking competition, a Disney cooking competition where uh, they bring in families and it's, it's a cooking show, but it's, um, it's got some little Disney touches that we like. The meals are like Disney themed. They're judged by Disney restaurant chefs, professional uh, chefs in the parks. So, um, been checking that out. And then, um, we did not mention, uh, speaking of Disney Plus, we did not mention Onward. What was Dad like? His beard was scratchy. He had a goofy laugh. I wish I'd met him. I have something for you. 
from your dad. It's a wizard staff. I wrote this spell so I could see for myself who my boys grew up to be. This spell brings him back. Back like back to life? She wanted to meet you more than anything. Holy tooth of Zadar! How did you... I don't know! It just started! Hang on! Dad? Stop top part! Dad, you are in your house. Oh, oh boy. Oh. We've only got 24 hours to bring back the rest of Dad. We're going on a quest. All quests start with the Manticore, the fearless adventurer. You mean Cory? She's over there. Quick, somebody help me. These griffin nuggets were supposed to go out minutes ago. That's the Manticore? You guys are in trouble big time. Get in the vehicle. I'm escorting you home. I'm giving you to the count of three. Uh, okay. Wait, what are you doing? I don't know. Oh, I'm looking for my sons. Oh, they went on a quest. But don't worry. I told them about the map. I told them about the gym. I told them about the curse. <gasps> I forgot to tell them about the curse. The what? <gasps> Your boys are in grave danger. Did either of you watch Onward that? I did watch. I did. Yeah, so so Onward was in the theaters when this all happened. Um, oh, that's what I'm trying to remember. It did actually open, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in theaters uh, before everything got shut down, all the stay-at-home orders and all that, and the movie theaters closed. Um, so Disney took it, and because not very many people had seen it, and were very nice to bring it to Disney Plus um, shortly after. And so when that came out, we sat down and watched it. And um, it's a Pixar movie. What what did you guys think? So this is Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. He's a 16-year-old. And Chris Pratt is his older brother. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. As Jack Black. Basically the Jack Black character, yeah. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Several big name voice actors right and <laughs> i don't know i didn't i uh it, it it wasn't my it's not very high on my what whatever you want to call list of pixar movies i yeah, thought it was good on the, the pixar scale as if you yeah. want to compare it to other animated movies it might be a lot higher right but pixar carries with it a brand like you assume it's already going to be at a, a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, not great in any way. Uh, I did. I saw a lot of people complaining about the ending. Um, I, I think that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. The animation isn't great either. I wasn't very impressed with the animation for, it, it just seemed kind of average to me, kind of rushed. And, um, the world, I, I don't know. I, I expected more, I, I guess, zaniness. And I mean, it's there, but nothing like just came and surprised me about the movie. So, um, any extra, did Seth, did you get an extra enjoyment being set in the world of like gelatinous cubes and things like, you know, there's references to role playing games and that sort of fantasy realm that you've, you've enjoyed your level life. Yeah. I, I guess that's what disappointed me is they were using that idea and they just dropped the ball so much. Like I, 
that that main bones of the story with him and his brother and the dad, which even though it was super weird, the whole legs thing, whatever. Yeah, it was just weekend of Bernie's. Yeah, but the whole bones of it, where they started and the discovery of what his journey was really about and how it ended, I thought was fine. I like that ending. Yeah, I like the ending. Nick and I both teared up at that moment, you know, and Mm -hmm. that was fine. But the rest of it felt like a first draft. Like every other part of the story was just, okay, this is what we're doing. There's some pixies and da-da-da. Yeah. And all, all of that was just so nothing. It was yeah. nothing. It just felt and like whole, filler. Yeah, the whole idea of this hidden magical world that he's being exposed to and discovering, and the world has quashed it down and called it technology this whole time, and then never builds to anything. It's not like at the end, the whole world discovers this, and now the world's going to be magical, and people are going to, you know, accept it. No, nothing, none of that. It was just, look, it's over. Movie's over. I'm a little disappointed. I I agree completely. I I love the message of it all. I like the characters. Like, they were fine, but just, yes, this idea of a quest – I wanted a little more meat on the bones. Like it was just sort of, oh, then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then it was a. Yeah, the quest could have been the whole thing with the dad being there was just silly. Mm. The quest, I, I didn't. Know, I don't know what that added. You know, there was a few moments of them trying to communicate with him, or like, and there wasn't. It wasn't even like the silly. Like it wasn't a whole lot of sight gags and stuff. Yeah, they, funny legs they, to do. They 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 half did it. Why do it at all if you're just gonna like barely do it? That quest could have been for any magical item they wanted to say that your dad left somewhere for you, and then when you get there, this was what it was all about for you to find out about you know realize what the point of it was, what your real journey was, and all this. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, and all that driving in around and in a van just reminded me of fanboys. It was fine. I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't hate it, but it, the ending was good, but I, I wish the rest of the movie had been as good as the ending. Yeah. And I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. The ending was very strong. It definitely packed a punch. I saw people talking about, Oh, I was in tears or whatever, but I don't think quite as much as other Pixar movies that mm-hmm. just destroy you emotionally. Uh, I was, I was primed for it. Uh, I've dealt with some of these themes before my dad died when I was young and like him talking about having about four memories. I'm like, Oh no, this is going to be a long two hours. Cause yeah. that, that's a, 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 an immediate, like, you know, right into my gut sort of thing. But then it just didn't flesh that out very much and, until the very end mm-hmm. where you realize family connections, and all this stuff, then it, then it really pays off. But it took, you know, I said it took two hours to get to the payoff. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that's you know, it's a what we watched episode. That's that's pretty much what I've watched for the most part. Um, we're gonna talk about some other stuff here coming up about some stuff that uh, we all watched and we talked about involving ping pong balls coming up. <laughs> I love that you have to say that. <laughs> that is the least important part of the whole concept, but it's what we've hung. That's what we took away. It's all about ping the ping pong, pong balls. Ping pong balls. 
So yeah, this again, we're just kind of figuring out this whole Zoom thing, this whole remote recording thing. So we're going to throw on top of that a brand new segment we've never done before. So next episode, come back for the first episode of The Crossroads. We're going to talk a crossover from 70s TV. Oh, he's got the ping pong ball. <laughs> Visual gag. Way to go. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been posting the video of these sessions on our patron Facebook page. That is a secret patron-only Facebook page. Uh, $1 a month gets you access to all that, plus extra audio and a lot of fun stuff. So come be one of our patrons. <laughs> That's Beth right. will give you, we'll autograph a ping pong ball and send it to you. Oh, man. Everybody wants one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to be a patron. Go to uh, our Podbean page um, or on the Podbean app. Click that little, uh, <laughs> that little, that little patron button up in the corner or uh, the reward button there or you can go to www.udownwithkpp.com or you can listen to me say it again here at the end of the episode because I'm going to repeat myself so Jordan go ahead and sign off yeah thanks everybody hope you are staying safe and enjoying taking what enjoyment you can out of this uh, strange moment in history uh Take your mind off of it with a little bit of pop culture. We thank you for listening. My name's Jordan. I'm Cliff Barton. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>